Hi, everyone. This is Todd Fields. Welcome to episode 42 of the Worship Circle podcast. I just want to say, first of all, thank you for your patience for those of you who listen regularly. We took a little bit of a break in the month of January. We had our uh, rest retreat, which is it was it was a great, amazing time where God met us. We had leaders from all over the world literally come to North Georgia to experience just being in God's presence together, being known together, and uh, it's always just powerful what God does. It's the culmination of what we do here at Worship Circle. We can't wait to get to our guests today, um, and really today, this episode is about our program. And just to give you an inside sneak peek from family members who have actually been involved with Worship Circle for some time now, and we've never done this. We've never had our actual members jump into a podcast with us to talk about what God's done in their heart, their life, their church as a result of being in this ministry. So we're going to talk about that in just a second. Quick announcement. We've got two new coaches, and this is application season right now. So the month of literally the first part of March, first few weeks, is when we're receiving applications from all over the world from worship leaders who are praying about being in worship circle. We've got two new coaches to announce. Uh, we've got Rita Springer for you ladies out there. Rita's going to be jumping in with us this term. And Mr. Travis Green is going to be jumping in as well. And honestly, guys, we cannot wait for you to be involved with this term, with them being in here. It's going to be so good. God's going to do so much in our lives as a result. So if you want to apply, you can do that now. Your application is not a commitment. You go to worshipcircle.com forward slash apply to do that. And you post a video of yourself leading. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your story. But we would love to invite you to jump in with us this term. It's going to be amazing. So we process these applications in the order they're received. And if you have any questions at all, you can email uh, Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, at worshipcircle.com. Brian's our operations manager. He can help you with any questions you have. So terms coming up, application stuff's going on right now. So get yours in so you'll get in line and have a chance at being in the small group that you want to be in. Well, today, we, like I said before, we've got four friends of mine who are going to jump in and share their journey with Worship Circle. They're dear to me, and they're dear to our team, and each one of them has just been such a servant. Um, and you're going to hear stories of leaders just like you who are like going, what's Worship Circle? <laughs> Why should I do this? You know, I keep seeing these posts or, you know, hearing about this thing. What's God doing in this? So you're going to get a sneak peek from actual people today, and we can't wait for you to hear from them. So it's time to get to it. Uh, my four dear friends, you're going to meet them by name and where they serve right now. So get your just heart ready to hear what God's doing in this ministry. We love you guys. You're loved and not alone. All right, people, this is Todd Fields of Worship Circle, and we've been doing this podcast for about a year and a half now, but this is the first time that we've had actual live Worship Circle family on the podcast. I want to welcome Scott Harrison, Katie Bowles, Rima Payne, and Micah Signor, and we're going to let you guys meet them here in just a second. But you've heard me talk about Worship Circle, and you know we have various guests come in, but I'm honestly most excited about my friends here because we've been on a journey together with God, with each other, in small group community. It's been awesome. 
But I just want to start out by introducing everybody, and I'll call on Scott Harrison first. Scott, tell everybody where you are, what you do, kind of your role. Cool. I'm Scott Harrison, and uh, I live in the north Dallas-Fort Worth area in a little town, and a little group of towns uh, just north of Denton, uh, in a little town called Pilot Point. And I'm the worship pastor at Midway Church, uh, just a, a campus out here in the middle of, almost in the middle of nowhere. And I've been here for about 10 years, and I live here with my family, my wife and I. We have eight kids, and uh, we're just loving life out here in North Texas. So good. Thanks for being on with us, Scott. Katie Bowles in Mississippi. Yeah. Hey, guys. I'm Katie Bowles, and I'm on staff at Pine Lake Church, which is I'm at the campus that's in the Jackson metro area of Mississippi. We have six campuses. And my role on staff is I get to lead our worship leaders at the campus where I lead. And I've been part of Worship Circle for a few years now and love it. Well, awesome. We love you, Katie. Miss Rima Payne in Indiana. Hello, Rima. Hey, y'all. So I am in Bloomington, Indiana. If you know Indiana University, that brings a lot of people here. Um, I've been at my church for about 14 years now, pretty, pretty long time. And right now I serve as one of the worship leaders for our worship team. There's probably about eight of us. And I've been doing that probably about six or seven years. Wow. Well, thanks for being with us today, Rima. And last, lastly, we're going to go to my buddy, Micah Signora. Hey, Micah, we're glad you're with us. Hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Micah, and I'm the worship pastor here at Grace Church in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Uh, we're about an hour south of D.C., and I'm originally from, I won't say upstate, but mid-state New York, um, about two hours north of New York City. And I've been here in Fredericksburg for about four and a half years to take this position. Uh, my wife and I came down here together, and she leads with me, and uh, I'm on full-time status, and she gets the joy of raising my two children at home. So, Well, awesome. Hey, we love just the Worship Circle family loves each of you guys, and we're so grateful for your just journey with us over the years, and um, can't wait to just see where God leads this conversation. But I wanted to start us off, literally, guys, and you were all there a month ago, and if you've been following, for those of you listening, if you followed us on Instagram or social media at all, um, we have this retreat called Rest Every Year. And we just got back from that. It happened a month ago. And I wanted to kind of go around and start with this. And we're going to kind of back up into just your worship circle experience. But Scott Harrison, what? let's talk about Rest Retreat. What, what was it like for you? Um, what were your expectations? I mean, you've, this is your, I think, second or third one. Yeah, this is the, this is the third one. I mean, I, you know, I was thinking about that as, uh, as we were, you know, preparing to, for the phone call. And I, I just thought, you know, going into this rest retreat, my third one, by the way, you know, I'm a two on the Enneagram. So I'm a, I'm a helper. I'm thinking, all right, how am I going to, how can I help? What can, <laughs> what do I need to do? I'm excited about seeing all these guys that, that I do life with in our worship circle community. And my expectations were really God, you know, do what you want to do and do what you need to do uh, in, in these guys. And, and coming there with an expectation of Lord, just refresh me. And, and it was really interesting. I went through, you know, the entire week and just being there and, and hanging out uh, and just hearing the stories and actually putting faces with names of these guys that we've talked to for so many weeks and months was, uh, it was just amazing. And, and I really thought that, uh, that the night that Charlie Hall spoke, 
was kind of the reason that I was there. And I, I kind of was like, God, you know, give me, give me that thing that I can take back, that I can bring back, and that's going to energize me and allow me to lead in a better way, in a stronger way. And, and I just come through a really interesting season of, of sort of pushback on some things that we're, we're trying to lead our church through. And so I really kind of thought mm-hmm. that was it. And he had talked about just moments uh, where God strengthened you. I thought, wow, that was really good. And then the last morning, when Tasha Cobbs came in and she talked about how God leads in the dark and how God speaks to us <laughs> in the dark. Uh, it was yeah. like a mic drop moment. And I, I just thought, you know what, that's why I'm here. That's what I needed here. I didn't need to write it down. I didn't need, I didn't need gold dust to fall from the ceiling. I just needed to be right there in that moment. And when she spoke that word, uh, it literally went off in me. And, uh, and yeah. I, I took, I brought that back. And I've just seen some incredible differences and changes in how um, I'm leading and, and the outlook I have uh, as a leader, leading people that sometimes don't even know what they're being led to, but they know they need. And so yeah. uh, that was just so good for me. That's good, man. Thanks, Scott. G- just to give everybody a quick backdrop of what, what rest is, and you guys can chime in on this, but you know, there's a lot of conferences we hear about or people invite you to come to conferences, but one of the the things that's really special about rest is the the leaders that are coming have been in small group for a while, so they know each other, and this is the first time they've come to meet in person after being online month after month in the worship circle program. So that's just a little it's it's really special because it you know it's it's crazy when you meet someone in person for the first time. Katie Bowles, talk about that a little bit and talk about your your experience at rest this year. Yeah, so this was my third year as well to be at the rest retreat. And, you know, my, my favorite thing, the thing I look forward to every year is seeing these these girls that I'm doing life with every month in my small group, getting to see them face to face, you know, getting to see how tall they are and what they look like <laughs> yeah. in real life. That's always the surprising thing, seeing how tall people are, because you just get to know each other through a screen, you know. Mm-hmm. But getting to see these ladies that, I mean, we do real life together. Like we are, yeah. we're in the trenches of each other's lives, just praying together, but talking about really hard things, the most vulnerable places of our lives, not just as leaders, but also just as humans. And so getting yeah. to experience this retreat with these ladies face to face, arm in arm, it's just, it's, it really is like um, a culmination of what you've been experiencing already through the online mm-hmm. program. And so just this year, I I walked away from this year just even looking back at the rest retreats previously. And they are truly like mile markers in my spiritual life, like looking back over the last few years. And this year wow. I left knowing really more than ever what I am called to do. And what God says about me. And I just had some really um, revelatory conversations with both people and with the Lord in our, in our times of listening. And then just some prayer times I had with different people and just left feeling empowered and excited for the year to come and just what God has for me. And, and just excited about saying yes to him again, like leaving my yes on the table and whatever he says to do, whatever he calls me to do, I'm going to keep saying yes because it's worth it. Well, you are a huge help to the kingdom, Katie, and we used to appreciate you and the way you served at rest was awesome. 
So thank you so much. Um, let's move on to Rima. Rima in, in Indiana, tell us about your rest experience real quick. Yeah, so this was my first rest. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had no clue what to expect, much like I think Worship Circle in general. Um, but I think I was just open and ready to receive and blessed so much. I mean, I feel like just overwhelmingly from meeting, you know, the ladies in my small group. And I did uh, six months, right? So there were some who continued with the full year. Yeah. And so even just meeting those uh, gals from the second group mm-hmm. um, and just the bond, how quickly we bonded. Um, I was very surprised by that, but it was just like this, just kind of deepness. We were able to do our first night, you know, like a small group yeah. room, and you know, so it was just, it was just great. Like you know, the the atmosphere was there for that. Yeah. Um, received so much. Honestly, I'm still like gleaning, still kind of like looking through things, because uh, it was so much, and just piece by piece, more revealed to me. Um, something that stuck out was when Kim Walker Smith was singing. She went into a um spontaneous worship and you know just kind of saying be like a child again that god really used that Mm. moment for me and i'm still pulling from that some things that she uh, said during that time gosh yeah it was amazing i'm not pretending but i'm getting emotional while you're talking because my heart's going back to that room and every year when we do this and you guys have been there there's something that people can't understand that don't lead worship about how powerful it is for those of us who do to be with our brothers and sisters who do this all over the country or the world. It, it's just a different thing when we're all in the room together. And, um, we just love seeing you there, Rima. You were in Tasha's group, right? Yeah. Yes. Miss Cobbs. Yeah. She was powerful too. I mean, yeah, I just received so much, even from the gals in my group. Awesome. So much. It was great. Well, yeah, wonderful. Thanks for sharing that. Micah, how about you, bro? Oh, rest is, is still an emotional place for me. I loved it. Uh, this is our second year being able to attend. And um, I mean, I still remember things from the very first one we went to January of last year. And just, I mean, I'm 36, seven years old, and uh, I felt like I just went into communion for the first time last year at rest when um, when Larry led us into that, like, face-to-face with Jesus. It was just mm. super emotional. And yeah. then this year, kind of going into it, um, again, knowing, I already anticipated it was going to be powerful. I, my wife and I went with a few things in our heart we were looking for an answer for, and I'm a little hard-headed. So, uh, you know, we, we signed up for, uh, there was a time where we got to sit with, um, was it Linda? And yeah. she had prayed over us and she had mm-hmm. given us a prophetic word that spoke directly to what we were praying about. Wow. And my wife was like, Isn't that amazing. I'm like, yeah, it was great. That was just a generic word. I don't know. I don't know. That's not the answer I wanted, <laughs> you know? So, so I kept going. And then sure enough, uh, Kim's again, as Rima was just saying, when Kim went off, there's something about coloring outside the lines and be like a child, be free. And Sarah's like, see that that's speaking to it too. I'm like, yeah, cool. What else is he going to say? You know? And then yeah. uh, I remember Tasha the third, third, the last night and was saying something like, you know, digging your heels in and uh, don't be, don't whatever. I forget the exact phrasing she used, but the Lord spoke to us, even if it wasn't exactly what I was waiting and wanting to hear. Um, mm. But, you know, I never get to really shut it off, man, shut the brain off and not be having to lead something. So for me to go to rest and truly understand what the concept of rest really was 
I mean, yeah. I cried every single worship service and I'm not, I'm not a big crier, <laughs> not too emotional, but because of the place that I've been in, just the, the realness and rawness of things we've gone through has just been so, it was so healing for me to be at rest, especially a second time. I didn't think I was going to be able to come back. So yeah, can't wait for next year, man. <laughs> well, we can't wait either. And guys, for those of you listening, our purpose is that you would know you're loved and not alone. And for so many of us, it, ministry can just be tough. I mean, I don't care if you're in a mega church or in a small church or in a medium church, it, it, you can feel isolated because there's a lot expected of you. And the um, rest is just a great opportunity to come and stop the doing for a few days and be with family and be loved on. Guys, let's back up a little bit from the rest retreat. Let's kind of go in reverse. Um, Scott, how did you get involved in worship circle? Like why? What was the draw? And then the second part of that I want you to answer is what, um, just tell everybody maybe something that you've seen God do in small group that you could highlight that would be in just a story to tell of how he's used it in your life. Well, you know, I kind of got involved in worship circle kind of, I'm not going to say by accident because obviously nothing is, is by accident, but you know, I, I serve in a church that they're so gracious and they, they allow, you know, the personal development time and, and us to be able to go to a, a conference once a year. And I was kind of in that mode of going, all right, God, you know, what do you want to show me? I'd been to different different conferences and, and places that I get poured into. And, and you hit it right off the bat. You know, uh, we so need opportunities for other people to pour into us because we pour out so much. And that's a part of what Worship Circle does is really to pour back into ourselves and spend time and invest in ourselves. And so, you know, I'm I'm really thinking that I think God was really speaking to me like, hey, I, I want you to find this. <laughs> and so I began looking for, you know, just kind of a conference to go to. And I got really discouraged really fast because everything that I was seeing was huge and big and loud and, and, and just and, and those are great. Um, but that wasn't what I was looking for. You know, I, mm -hmm. I've been leading worship for 30, you know, 30 years and, yeah. you know, I'm just sitting there going, you know, I can sing a song only so good <laughs> because I, there's <laughs> my, you know, my talent is only going to take me so far. God, just, I want something to help me be a better leader of people, lead my family, lead my team. And, and I need to be refreshed. And so I just stumbled on this thing called worship circle and I had knew nothing about it. It's one out in California. Uh, that we did, I think in 2017. And, um, and I just, that's when I sent you an email and you emailed me right back, I think within an hour. <laughs> and so, you know, I thought, wow, that's, that's really interesting. Long story short, you know, I think, uh, as I was, you know, figuring out what the scheduling was going to be, we got there early and I actually crashed your, your member dinner. You tell everybody that every time. <laughs> and, and I, you know, yeah. it's, it's a, th this dinner that they have before, you know, everything really kind of gets kicked off. And I felt horrible. <laughs> My wife and I show up, and we're just crashing this party. And and uh, but I, I was so welcomed, and it yeah. made such a huge impact on me. Uh, and I just began to see truly what it was. And God really just kind of began to wash me through just that intimacy and going, "Hey, mm -hmm. sit, listen, be filled, be refreshed." And Todd, you were a huge part of that, and and uh, it, it was amazing. So I kind of got into the the worship circle sort of that way and eventually got into the the program and the small group and everything but you know doing small group for so many different terms now um i i'd have to say what we do on our monthly and even you know twice a month meetings is so incredible and so crucial 
But Todd, I have had so many incredible conversations uh, with guys in my small group offline, just walking yeah. guys through tough conversations of, of battles that, you know, everybody fights. And us finding mm-hmm. out that we're all dealing with the same thing um, yeah. and we serve the same God, and, and, but every situation is different. Just knowing that there is mm-hmm. somebody out there that you can pick up a phone and say, hey, man, can, can you pray with me? Or, hey, listen, I'm going through blah, blah, blah. You know, what would you do? Or just bounce. Sometimes you just throw stuff against the wall and see what sticks. And, and it's a safe place. These guys are safe. And, uh, and I've had so many great conversations. I really can't dial it down to one. But I think just the very fact that that intimacy and that community and the life that we give each other uh, by that interpersonal relationship, you just can't, you can't yeah. duplicate that anywhere. Yeah, sometimes it's really tough to to be vulnerable with people that you work with. Yeah, um, and the, I've seen Scott with with you and everybody on this call. God provides a vehicle through Worship Circle where you can kind of be known uh, by your brothers and sisters across the li- across the lines and be. It's a safe environment, safe place. Katie Bowles. How in the world did yeah. you get involved with Worship Circle, and what's maybe a defining moment you've experienced in this ministry? Sure. So um, I got involved actually because Todd came to my church a few years ago, and oh, yeah. we, had some, <laughs> we had some mutual friends, and he told me about the ministry, and um, it really just kind of took off from there, which if I can speak to the ladies that are listening, so uh, I am, I have been over the years, the lone girl at a all boys club. And that (laughs) just like any ministry position that can be, that can be isolating and lonely. And, um, I have found the, the not alone piece of, you know, the Mm. mission behind worship circle has come alive to me in such a real way. And just like you and Scott were talking about vulnerability, you know, it's, when you're the lone girl, you know, there are boundaries that you have to set up between males and females on staff, the people that you work with, but that can oftentimes lead you to being even more isolated. And then, you know, there's, there's certain levels of boundaries that you want to keep between you and the people that you lead because, you know, you don't want them to, to think that you, you know, hate your coworkers or, you know, like the, <laughs> you know, you don't want to like ruin the experience for them, but then there's just this yeah. piece of, of needing to share what's going on. And in worship circle, mm-hmm. what has come alive for me is that there are people just like me everywhere. Like there are ladies, you know, that are leading the way in worship at their churches that are the lone girl at the boys club and praise God that, the church is changing and there's (laughs) opportunity and, and all that kind of thing. But worship circle has brought this community of, of friends and sisters that I can, you know, both share my burdens with, but also help carry their burdens. And in my small groups over the years, we've walked through everything from loss of a parent to infertility, to like major tragedy, to having hard mm-hmm. conversations with people that you lead every week, you know, just yeah. the, the day in and day out of planning center, but also like your daily life that you're trying to live for Jesus every day. And yeah. that is what has given me the most life is that 
I have a family outside of my family that more than anyone else truly understand what this journey is of being a leader in the church, um, but also just being a person that is loved by Jesus and trying to live that out every day. That's good. Well, Katie, we love you and appreciate the way you serve so many from Christy Knuckles. You've been her in her group and then has helped out Carrie Job's group as well. And now you're about to be a group leader with, you can announce it. Rita freaking Springer. <laughs> Rita Springer, ladies and gentlemen, we're so grateful. Rita's going to be with us this term. Thank you, I Katie, just, for I all you've wait. done. Anybody yeah, that wants to be join awesome. me, come on, because Rita is like the matriarch trailblazer <laughs> yeah. for women in worship. Oh, she's awesome. And I cannot wait to learn from her yeah. this next term. It's going to be good. Rima, what what about you? How did you hear about Worship Circle Get In and maybe what's something that's been powerful in your life as a result of it you've seen God do? Yeah, um, I think I saw a post. I don't recall who it was. Uh, it was on Instagram. It might have been several folks. Uh, it might have been Tasha. It might have been Kim Walker. Um and it was really like the day after a particularly hard weekend leading worship and not really even just the leading part. And I think that's what I love about this uh, program so much or this community because there's so much that happened behind the scenes. So like I actually, my audition video was from that weekend. You would have no clue. Yeah. <laughs> that was an argument with someone backstage that, you know, all this stuff went wrong. Pastors asked me to say something extra, you know, like just yeah. all this stuff happened. And, and yeah, I kind of just broke. I was just like, uh, you know, like just at the standpoint that I get to where it seems like too much. And I saw that post. So I don't even think I really looked up too much after that. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Sounds like something I need, yeah. you know, right now uh, for the community aspect. And um, just a quick turnaround highlights for me. I was just really surprised and blessed by the women in my group mm. alongside Tasha and just kind of reaching out. Um, I think Scott, you spoke to this earlier, just even outside of our small group time that really uh, kind of impressed me with just the hearts of the folks in my small group who would hear something I said or encourage me um, in that way. And just really walking with me. I didn't know at the time that, you know, there was more urgency that God really led me to, um, come across worship circle besides just that weekend, right? But uh, in the next few months, like I was walking through a lot and um, mm. they were with me through it all. In July, I lost my grandmother. Mm. That was during my term and just how they came around me, wow. everyone. Um, yeah, I would have had no clue before worship circle that that was kind of why God put that it was like an urgency, right? It wasn't something that I felt like I could, oh, let me go back to this or, you know, maybe within the year I could do it later. Yeah. It was like, you know, within that month, like this is something I need, I need to apply for. And so that's something that still blesses me when I think back on that, that God knew. And he, you know, just kind of gave me the supply or, you know, supplied my need and things like that to yeah. put me in the small group, knowing what I would be facing. So, mm. yeah. That's so good. Thanks, Rima. We're going to come back to you in a second because yeah. you mentioned something we're going to hit on again. And Micah, oh, I, want, sure. I, want it, I want you to tell your story about how you got in a worship circle, and I'll set it up, and we'll kind of go into this next bit through you. Um, but one of the things, 
you know, one of the things we hear a lot of times, people will see a, a post about worship circle or jumping in small groups and kind of the, the two things we hear most often as that are roadblocks or that stand in the way um, to stop people from moving forward with even applying. One is I don't have enough time. Um, the other one is I can't afford it. So I wanted you to talk, tell a little bit of your story because as I recall, I remember calling you because you had been on a summit with us. And I was just reaching out to you to talk to you about what you do, where you're planted. And you literally sounded like you were about, you were, it was, ministry was just tough, you know? And, um, you were, you were like, I can't afford this, you know, there's so much going on. And I, I sometimes feel like my role in worship circle is to fight for the hearts of the people that lead worship to let them know that even if you don't have it in you and you don't think you can, God can. And so tell a little bit of your just quick story about that whole thing. Like, what were you thinking when I said there might be people that could help make this possible for you? So for me, yeah, Todd definitely. So I went to the 2019 rest, right? We heard about that. We went through, it had an amazing experience. And then I heard about some, I'm like, let me give that thing a shot too. You know, I think the Lord, I was really really contemplating this whole loved and not alone thing it initially had kind of i didn't really settle with me and then after i went through rest i really knew i was this this is real man this is a real story i, I you know as a man you know i'm like yeah i'm loved and not alone like, you're like yeah, okay. <laughs> but coming out of that that is kind of what opened the door for me to even think about summit um so then when i had attended summit um i got i did small group with paul balash um and just right out the bat, I was like, man, I want to, I wish I could do this all the time, but this is great. I can't afford it. I don't really have the time to do this that often. And then, so then after that, I get a call from the small group leader. I'm kind of ghosting him and, you know, this guy, Chris, and uh, I'm like, <laughs> I can't do this, man. These guys can't be, you know, calling me all the time. I don't have time for this. <laughs> so then um, <laughs> I get a text from Todd. He's, Hey man, can we chat? I'm like, uh Oh. This is now, now he's calling me. So uh, we scheduled the time to talk and it actually, God bless your heart, man. He caught me at a raw spot and I just poured my whole entire heart out to Todd on the phone. And, um, and I, I think there was even some tears there. And he said, look, Micah, um, you really, you can't afford to not do this. If, if you, if there's a future and a longevity in ministry for you, which I was at that point, even questioning you know, my calling, like maybe I'm not supposed to be a worship leader. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe I just need to go back into the secular realm and I've been doing this for 16, whatever, 18 years. And or, yeah, we're 2020. So yeah, um, I was just not really in a place to, to continue in ministry. And so Todd had said, Micah, you really can't afford to not do it. I was like, okay, well, how, you, how are we going to do this? So he told me about, you know, Hey, there's support letter options. We have templates you can kind of customize and make your own. And and I was like, but Todd, I don't think I have the time, man. I have to work 50 to 60 hours. I have a family. And, and he said, look, I will call your pastor myself, and I will, I will make that call for you if you need to. I'm like, man, you don't know my pastor, Todd. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, if he catches this, uh, this podcast, uh, I love you, Pastor. But uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to – so I said, all right. I was, to, to be honest, I said, all right, let, let's, let's see what you got, Todd. So he sends me the template. I send it out. Now, mind you, my, my church had said no, because they, they only let us go to the one rest retreat, and they said they would fund that, and, but it wasn't in the, you know, the finances to be able to fund us to do it this year. 
And so I, I respected that and I didn't ask them to go the second time. So I just put it out on our Facebook page. I said, Hey, for those who would, you know, care to do this, you know, Sarah and I would like to do this. You know, if you want to support us, great. So uh, five days goes by and we got two days left until it's like the time to have everything turned in. Right. And, uh, the day before I'm like, Todd, I got 50 bucks, man. <laughs> and he's like, Micah, I'm just going to hold that spot for you. I'm believing this is for you. And I kid you not, the next day, people from my church just somehow, I don't know if the link just somehow went super active and or what happened, but all of a sudden I get a call and like, Sarah's like, Hey, did you see like, we have like everything, but like a thousand dollars raised for this thing. And I'm talking for both of us to go, by the way, I'm not talking about just one. Um, I'm like, no way. So I go and check it out. And then a friend of mine calls me. He says, Hey, I'm in the parking lot. Can you come talk? He's new to the Lord. He just, he's in our small group. He's still in a very raw state of Christianity and he's got the mouth of a pirate and I love him. And, uh, and he's <laughs> like, so is this worship thing important to you? Do you really want to do this? I'm like, yeah. He's like, how much you have left? I'm like, we're a thousand fifty short. And he's like, all right, you're going. I don't want This is a brand new to the Lord person. Him and his yeah. wife want to be a part of this just because of the relationship I had with him. Oh, wow. So then I was like, hey, now I got the finances. Now I got to find the time. So I went yeah. back to my pastors, my leadership, and I said, hey, I, the full funding came in, and uh, this is what I'm looking to do, and it's going to fall on some of my work hours. And they, they were supportive of it. So wow. <laughs> the, the very people I thought wouldn't allow me the time to do it. Um, and the finances were there. Like the Lord opened every single door that I had no excuse. And I'll be honest, I didn't even believe it could happen. So, yeah. <laughs> so it, there's no excuses for anybody out there. You can say that all you want, but there are people out there whose gifts are just cutting checks and yep. the Lord will drop it on their heart. And if they're going to listen, if it's your, if it's for you to be there, they'll just do it because they love you. That's so good. Thanks for sharing that. Rima, can you share your story? I remember you came up to me at rest and said, Todd, I need to tell other leaders what God did for me. Yeah, for sure. Um, so moved by you sharing too, Micah. I mean, I just, my mind about fundraising has changed drastically. I've raised before to go on mission trips. There was one couple, you know, they were an older couple and just seeing the joy that they had in helping and never saw it that way. They said, you know, we're at the age, like we don't think we can just kind of go overseas and all that. And they were so honored to be able to help. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm coming into it with that in mind too. But then, you know, fast forward, I'm older now. So I'm like, I can't do like the car washes, all that stuff I used to do <laughs> that was exciting. I'm like, I think I'm at the point, I just need to ask for money. And so how does that feel as an adult, you know? And so, um, but there was just this urgency, like I shared earlier, like something I needed to do. I think I found out in March and the term was starting in April and it was just like, I have to just put out my need. And so I'm grateful for those times of fundraising before, because I know there are people who want to respond. Mm -hmm. um, I was surprised, right? There's some people that, you know, I felt like definitely would give and they didn't. And then people who just came out of nowhere. And so like Micah shared, like just, uh, Facebook friends. I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't even realize we were still friends. You know, <laughs> on Facebook. But it's like, here you are, giving me money and not knowing how much people watch and, you know, them sharing like, hey, I've been touched by your story over the years and wow. just seeing you leading worship or you sharing about that on your Facebook page. And so they were just, they just wanted to give. And so I would just, yeah, speak to people who are, yeah, if the finances are a barrier or even just asking for money, because I will say that was what I was challenged with this time. 
Yeah. I have my own issues, you know, with what that looks like. Does it look like I'm irresponsible with money? It's like, no, I'm actually responsible. And it's because I made a budget and knew I didn't have that in my budget that I had a need and people will respond to that. Yeah. And God shows up for people. It encourages other people who saw me fundraising and they could see, wow, why couldn't God do this for me? And so it just, it has more value to it than people kind of giving you money. And I think we can devalue it when we look at it like, I'm just asking for money. It's really a faith builder. Mm-hmm. And I don't consider myself to have the gift of faith. I have friends who will like believe that, you know, someone's going to buy their dinner and they will go to the <laughs> restaurant and just sit down. Oh, right? Like that's a gift of faith. I just have seen <laughs> and over and over show up um, for me and have people partner with me who believe in me. Mm. And so, yeah, I just want to speak to that. Like if you feel like, yeah, this is something I need to do or God is moving or he brought this into my uh, vision like he did for me, like just popping up on my feed, um, just not moving so quickly past that moment, understanding that if he brought it to you, that he's going to take you all the way. He's not a teasing God or a mean God. Um, and so really it's just partnering with God. Like, how are we going to do this? Yeah. Um, and you'll be surprised how many people are waiting to give in that way. Man. Thanks Rima. I want to add yeah. to that too. It's like when Jesus with the parable, and like we, I've been out doing, I, I was the same way. I don't want to ask anybody for money. I'm a man. I'll make my own way. And <laughs> it's like the Lord shows up. So throw your net on the other side. I'm like, what? But it's amazing what God will do with just a little bit, just being humbling. It'll really humble you. You guys just in talking and you know, our purpose is for leaders to know they're loved and not alone. Well, the first part is to be loved. And what you're talking about is allowing people to love you. Yeah. And I think we struggle. I struggle with it. We all struggle with the risk of allowing people to love us. Like, are people really going to come through for me? Do they really believe in me? And um, one of the things that this whole partnership piece that we've discovered in worship circle from our team is that when a leader, a leader decides to let people love them in that way, they're letting people up, up use the gift that God gave them, which is generosity mm-hmm. to bless and love on them. And it tells us that, that people believe in what God's doing on their life and in their life. And so it's just a really powerful thing that when we started Worship Circle six years ago, I didn't have any idea that God would use this piece as a way of encouragement and just love to the leaders jumping in. So thank you guys for sharing your story in that. It's so powerful. There's another um, sweet sister that's from Wyoming that had a similar circumstance that literally a lady came in when she found out that she had this need and paid for her entire membership. Wow. And it's, you know, I think some, I think sometimes in in ministry, and I'm this way, we live with a scarcity mentality, and we notoriously worship leaders don't make a lot of money. So, in ministry, we're just not going to be people that have a ton of extra budget left for things that we just don't have in the budget. But it's crazy that something that seems like a lot to us is not a lot to God, and He has kingdom people that can just come in and knock it out. And so, <laughs> I just thank you guys for sharing those stories. Um, as we, as we kind of wrap up, Katie and Scott, just what do you guys, you know, you're thinking about the person listening. They've either been to the summit, they haven't been, they found us on social media or they're a podcast listener. What would you tell the person that's on the fence or maybe their heels are a little bit dug in like they're listening, but they just, I don't know, (laughs) 
Like, what would you tell them to maybe pull them over to the team? Katie, you go. Katie, you want to go first? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, t- I always tell people that Worship Circle is the best thing I've ever done for myself. Because mm. if you think mm-hmm. that you have it all together and you think that, you know, you have a perfect job in ministry and you think that it's only going to be rainbows and butterflies ahead, you got another thing coming. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. worship circle has just like Rima was sharing earlier. Like worship circle has been part of my life in some of the highest highs and lowest lows, and you know that's mm. one thing that we do every every time we meet in our small groups is we share a high and a low. What's the best thing in your life right now, and what's the worst thing that's going on? And yeah, that really that I mean that can be you know, the story of our life too, (laughs) that they're going to be really high highs and they're going to be really low lows. But if you're, if your heels are dug in the ground and you think you don't need it, then you're the one that does. Yeah. You're the one that does need it. And yeah, I just, I would say just take a chance, step out in faith because worship circle is not going to take anything from your life. It's going to add to your life. Thanks, Katie. How about you, Scott? And I was just going to say, you know, you took the words right out of my mouth. It's the best thing that I've ever done for myself, which is, I don't even know if you call it an oxymoron or not, but worship, I mean, we don't do anything for ourselves. We, we generally don't because we're pouring every available resource we can, every moment we can into either other people or other things that we're trying to produce. Right. But I mean, we just cannot put a dollar amount or a, or a time price on being able to do community with people that have created a safe place for you to be you. And we put ourselves on the line every week. We are seen as professional Christians. Todd, I've heard you say that. I've used it a million times since that we're seen as professional Christians. And it's so difficult for us to actually humanize ourselves because we will find ourselves, you know, dehumanizing ourselves by the, the pedestal that we, you know, that other people put us on, but you, you just, you can't put a time price on it or a dollar amount on being in the orbit of, of some of these people, these coaches, these mentors that pour into our life. Um, it has changed the way I lead. It's changed the way I see my job. Uh, and it has changed the way I see my future. And, uh, and I, I just, I mean, I can't even imagine my life without the experience um, of, of being a part of Worship Circle. I've gotten to know so many incredible worship leaders, and that right there in and of itself uh, is so incredibly valuable to be able to, uh, at, at any moment, and I've got relationships from every single uh, small group that we've, that we've had, um, guys that I still keep up with. I mean, it's just a new community that God begins to reveal to you, to give to you allow you to pull strength from uh and i mean it's just Mm -hmm. it's the greatest thing you can do for yourself man thank you guys so here's the deal if you're listening and you're you're skeptical sorry skeptical (laughs) and you're and you're going maybe i should maybe i shouldn't here's what we need you to do if you go to worshipcircle.com um there's a program link where you can see all about the offerings and choose which one you want um, look through them, send in your application. You can do that at worshipcircle.com forward slash apply. 
your application is not a commitment. You don't have to be anything by applying, but it helps us see you lead worship because you submit a video of you leading and you tell a little bit of your story on a video and we get to watch that as a team. And uh, it's just going to give us a point of reference to be able to contact you and see what we can do to serve you, to help you possibly become part of this community. So we would love for you guys to apply. um, And uh, we can't wait to see your applications come in and to meet you. And hopefully you'll choose a mentor and get in a small group with our next terms that are right around the corner. But hey, I was going to ask Rima if you could close us all in prayer. Thanks, everybody. Um, Thanks, Scott, Katie, Rima, and Micah for being on today for this call and for all that you guys do for Worship Circle and just for the kingdom serving week after week in your churches. We're so grateful. It's an honor. Thankful for you and and Carrie. You You guys are awesome. Absolutely. Rima, can you close us out? For sure. Thank you. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this group, God. I thank you for this community that just keeps on giving, God. I thank you for the heart. And the mission from Todd and Carrie, loved and not alone. God, I ask that you just start to reveal that to us in our lives, God, that it comes through in our worship. I thank you for all those listening, God, that you can touch them even now, God. You can show them now and uh, how they're loved and not alone. I just ask, God, for just a trust in you to make radical decisions to take the next best step, God. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Worship Circle Podcast. As always, we want to remind you that you are loved, that you are not alone. And when you lead, when you walk with Jesus, we stand with you as an army of worship leaders that's growing around the world to bring hope to people who need hope and healing to people who need healing. We hope you join us next time. And until then, be sure to follow us on Instagram at, at Worship Circle and share this podcast and the information about it with any leader you know so that they can become part of this growing tribe of leaders on the earth.